yes. start the show. Hello, party peoples, Internet City. How's everybody doing? Uh, it's not Friday night. It is Saturday night. It isn't. Yeah. Wow. It's it's straight. So we we like discombobulated our recording schedule this weekend. I I originally moved c- c- crossplay out of Saturday because I thought I was going to be at a party on like all mm. Saturday afternoon. Turns out I misread the thing. It's on Sunday. Uh, and so Oop. it would have been fine to, you know, just like just keep the captain's log and the review show at the same times. But I was like, well, if 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 I have my Saturday open, like I'm not really doing anything, it would help a ton if I could just knock it all out on that day. Uh, and so yeah. here we are Saturday night uh, and the moon is out. I'm going to head on over to the twist and shout. Melissa, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing fine. Uh, it's rare that it, this was like a day bookended by podcast. Sometimes on Sundays we'll do two in a row. We'll do like yep. a, a captain. We'll do a review show. And then we have like a movie we have to do a reaction to. Or we'll record a Patreon bonus episode or something. I know that it's weird to have review show in the morning and then captain's log th- that same night. We never record review show before captain's log. So we had nothing new to plug. We just told right. everybody about last week's episode again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was Batman week last week on the show. We don't know what we're doing. It's always Batman week in your heart. Oh yeah, Batman week <laughs> in my heart is year. It's Batman year, Batman life in in my heart. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Well, welcome everyone to the Whatnots Captain's Log number one hundred and eighty-two. My name is Kyle Springer, and of course, I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, Correct. I think we got your storm uh, when we recorded oh. the other night and you were like, it's storming, it's raining, all that stuff. I think we just got your storm last night because it was pouring rain, oh. and thunderstorming. And then today it snowed. Um, so <laughs> we have like an inch of snow here. Mm. So, yeah, I stayed home from work on Friday. Because I thought it was going to snow and it snowed like an inch in the morning and then it melted and I would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. But no. It happens. Chickened out. Stayed home. Yeah. Um, so what, how, what have you been up to? How's your week been? What's, what's on your mind this week? First off, I want to say that the Doritos Locos Taco is 10 years old. I did Happy not know birthday, it was sold. Doritos Locos Taco. Woo! Big fourth grader. Learning. Yeah. Uh, what do you learn in fourth grade? L- long division? G- basic yeah, geometry? Not that sure. That sounds right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just Ten ordered some Taco Bell for Loco dinner. Taco. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know until I went to their app and they're like, it's its birthday. Get one for a dollar. When you when you when you buy a meal, so I did, and I googled because it feels. I think if you asked me specifically, hey, when did the Doritos Locos Taco came out, and I really thought about it, I think I would say late college, which is when it was for me. But just to see the fact, ten years old. 
truly, truly striking. God, I Googled it me, and I found that an makes article. Me feel so old. Right. To both say the 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 Doritos Locos ta- Taco. Is it Loco or Locos? Doritos Locos. Locos Taco. It's ten years old, but then to realize on to- on top of that, that was late college for us. <laughs> right. It's ten years ago. It man. is wild to have a novelty item last this long. Like I'm kind sure. of delighted that Taco Bell and Doritos have been you know, shaking hands for a decade now. Like, yes, the people love it. Let's keep it in our stores. Live, live Moss indeed. So you, you Truly, you we live Moss every day. In article on something? Yeah. This is uh, tacobell.fandom.com slash wiki slash Doritos underscore locos underscore tacos. And this reads, this, this item was originally released in 2012 and has since remained a fan favorite. They cost like a dollar and a half. IDK how much the Supreme is, but if you get Supreme, you're gross anyway. This article was originally some dude putting some stupid hentai shit, so that's all the information I have on this beautiful taco. Sorry. Tip. <laughs> Doritos Locos Tacos are best paired with a Baja Blast. It is pretty yummy. Mmm. I just found this. This is real. <laughs> it's very real. The article was originally some go. dude putting some stupid anti shit. <laughs> this is great. I, I Oh my I, god. It, I love that oh my gosh. this it, actually is the, the thing here. What's up? It links to another article, like down at the bottom, related pages, Big Beef Taco. Click on it. The Big Beef Taco is a taco with extra beef. I don't know if I'm... No, where's other the, Where's facts. the Big Beef? I don't... It big might be a randomly taco. generated... Uh, it might be. I, also. I, I have the, like, fan feed underneath that. Is that where it is? And it says, like, more ta- Taco Bell wiki. I have the, the Bell Beefer. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, the Bell Beefer was, like, a sloppy Joe type of a sandwich. There is an extensive article on lava sauce, however. There's a lot somebody had a lot they needed to say about lava sauce. History. Lava sauce dates its origins back to June 1995, with its introduction in the volcano taco as a Congo tie-in to the motion picture film Congo. Wow. Users across the country praised its rollout design and flavor. Not users of the hot sauce. <laughs> not consumers, <laughs> not connoisseurs. Users. users, like it, like it's a software. Our website, yeah. <laughs> God, that's funny. That's uh, that's better than I think most things we could find on the Mountain Dew wiki. Right, Taco Bell's the new reigning fan wiki. Send us a better one right god that's great <laughs> i love the like 90s back around they got going on too with the not designs. 90s enough for me i mean yeah but still that's so funny has th- what what it like has there been other kind of like novelty food things that have lasted anywhere near that long that you can oh. think of 
I mean, there's other crossover items, but they're crossover items that make sense, like the M&M McFlurry. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that a Doritos Locos Taco doesn't make sense, but that is more of a a, a wild fantasy you come up with yourself on it's, some it's, late night. It's it's a Dorito in a different form on right. That bit, right. It's yeah. not just like Doritos crunched up on top of it. Mm-hmm. It is like, hey, the shell is a Dorito. Right. For that thing. So a soft, soft like, Dorito I'm, that has to come in a sleeve. To, can't stand up to think, on its own. Everyone loves the like McRib stuff at McDonald's, right? But that's mm-hmm. not really like a, a a novelty. I mean, I guess it is in one sense, but just by the fact that they have made it one mm-hmm. over yeah. the top. But it's not, right. There's not like a product crossover. I guess the Shamrock Shake is kind of a novelty in that they could simply call it Mint Shake and keep right? it year round, and they never have. They never do. So I'm I usually don't eat at Taco Bell. Uh, when I was younger, I really didn't like it because I'm a very picky eater. And I don't like tomatoes, don't like onions, all that stuff. So like me as a child would be like, just give me like a cheese quesadilla. And at that point, like, why are you going to Taco Bell? Like. All right. that stuff. Um, and, and then, of, of course, you know, just having bad exp- experiences of actually asking for just a cheese quesadilla and it still has everything on it. And just like, come on, y'all. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that I did like from Taco Bell was. And I, I, I don't remember exactly what it was called because I only got it like two or three times and then they stopped it it was the one with the like the like hot and spicy burritos on the inside yes the burrito yeah. thing there that one i liked i liked that i one. think you can you can still get some sort of a burrito with some sort of a, a chip in it but i don't know if the chip is spicy yeah it did like that but oh well oh well doritos locos tacos mm-hmm. Good on y'all. Ten years. Celebrate them. Here, here's here's to ten more. You, you know, <laughs> this has lasted longer than many marriages. <laughs> it really has. <laughs> when you <laughs> it's it's surprisingly enough, I think the flash. My the, the it's it's been around longer than the flash has been delayed, which is <laughs> it's, it, the flash is getting there. Uh, yes. <laughs> which is what I wanted to segue to next. The flash got delayed again. <laughs> and mm. Aquaman, Aquaman 2 got yeah. delayed as, as, as well. This is wild to me. Melissa, the 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 Flash has been delayed like five or six times. So I guess originally, so according to discussing film on Twitter, uh, the the Flash has been moved five times from its original date from March twenty third, twenty eighteen, 
up to March 16th, 2018, back to July 1st, 2022, back to June 3rd, 2022, then to November 4th, 2022, and now June 23rd, 2023. Um, what, what I don't think this tweet fully captures, though, is that uh-huh. it has been in production so much longer than that. And I, yeah. I find it fascinating that this movie is one being made still uh, is on the verge of coming out, kind of. Um, but th- like it's, it's just one of those like weird things of it. It's been in production so long and then it keeps getting delayed, but they've actually made it. But now it's getting delayed again because of mm-hmm. the X, Y and Z. I, re- I remember when they first announced this, they were like teasing it in like 2013 it is 13? when they first yeah 2013 is when they first started like kind of talking about this movie or the version of the flash that would be this movie because mm. shortly after in 2014 is when the flash got started on CW the 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 flash <laughs> tv show which was a spin-off of arrow that's that show that series has gone for eight seasons and they're still making it (laughs) and it's just it's wild that they've gotten eight whole seasons of that show and they can't make a single movie (laughs) (laughs) look to to be clear making all of these shows all these movies it is difficult i understand Mm -hmm. that i don't know all the ins and outs that go into making it so i'm not trying to comment on that of like i could make a movie it's super easy you just (laughs) buy yourself a camera from best buy and you can get a little light from home depot and you're good no um you're already wearing a hat and that's the first step (laughs) to being a director right right i have my my kevin feige dad hat (laughs) on right It's just it's it's so wild to, to me that that is the story that they they have delayed this so much that there's been eight seasons of a Flash TV show. They've they've crossed over with the yes. TV show. They've had this Ezra. He ver- went there. Version, yeah. Of the Flash in the t- TV show. This is wild. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, it got delayed into next summer. Melissa, how are you feeling that uh, this movie got delayed? Because I know you were excited about this one. Was I? Yeah, you were. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, (laughs) I'm as excited for this as I am for any f- superhero film, I suppose. I was excited Melissa, for the prospect. Don't prospects. you dare tell me how you feel about this. Let me tell you how you feel about this. Okay, okay? You're excited. I, I, I was excited for the possibility of, because we read Flashpoint. And there's some very interesting things in Flashpoint, which uh, I know that story in general is supposed to inspire and inform this movie. I'd say I'm less excited for the Flash film overall and more excited for the possibility of a skinny Superman who's been kept in a, a cage his whole life. 
Yeah. I'm excited for that. I, I do also look forward to seeing Michael Keaton again. I I do love sure. any sort of a multiverse crossover. I think that's fun. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm more yeah. excited for the Flash than I was for like Black Adam or Aquaman. I, I, th- that part is true. Okay. After the Batman, this was my second most anticipated DC film of the year. Under that qualifier, yes. Have Have you been hearing the theory that Michael? Keaton is not actually playing Bruce Wayne. He might be playing Thomas. I like that. The 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 Batman from Flash Point, which, by the way, all these like Batman variants, they always end up being super popular. There's now the Batman who laughs, which is a Batman who killed the Joker, but then ended up becoming the joker after that there there is this mm-hmm. like Th- thomas wayne batman from flash point they, yeah yeah i think if, if i'm not mistaken this week they're releasing um flash point batman like issue zero and it's now he's like after look he's been he's been in the main universe all that stuff he's now back in the flash point universe and he's not happy about it, Melissa. Sounds like he's going to go on a rampage. Read this comic right now. Bam. He's not happy about it. Yeah. I, I, the, 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 they are still making comics and stuff like that based off of characters in Flash, in, in this like alter, alternate universe Flashpoint story, which is kind of wild, but kind of neat. That like, hey, uh-huh. these ones stuck. These ones stuck. So sometimes you just never know what will stick and, yeah. you know, do all that yeah. stuff. But yeah, uh, Aquaman and, and and the Flash are both delayed. But the, the new Shazam movie got moved up and now that's coming at the end of the year. I do like Shazam yeah. a lot. The first Shazam was really good. I did like that one. Uh, I did see some tweet that. I think it was one. I don't remember if it was like the director or like someone who worked on the film was like, well, the problem with the Flash now no longer coming out before our movie is that we can't really explain away why the costumes are all different now. We could have just said that the Flash like screwed with the timeline and all that stuff. But now we can't really do that except for. I guess we could just say the wizard did it. Like, I guess that's yeah. a good thing about having a wizard in your movie. Jaimon Hansu just gave you a makeover. Magic it away, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I am looking forward to that one. I, I thought Aquaman was okay. It was mm. better than I kind of expected it. Um, yeah. To chubby i did like black manta and that whole whole story um with 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 him uh but yeah i just i i i I don't know if i'm super excited for that one but i'm at least more interested than i was in the first one if that makes sense like i was not like when that stuff was coming out i was like dc has been making terrible movies these are all bad i'm not interested in them uh but this one at, at, at least saved some face. Uh-huh. Um, but man, I, I, I just I, I really wish. The superhero films would just lean more into different genres 
Like, yeah, just, like, I, I think that is the thing that they really need to do to stay different, to stay fresh. Yes. Um, I mean, we just saw the Batman recently and I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was phenomenal. It mm-hmm. is heavy into the like crime noir uh, like detective story genre. It's not like I I wouldn't really describe it as a superhero film because it it is mm-hmm. a detective story. It's a mystery. It's a noir, right? And I I think that helped it like have an yeah. identity. Um, yes. Yeah. I I yeah. I I just I really hope that more movies go in that direction where it's like this one. Whatever it is, it's a horror movie. Oh my god, that'd be wild. <laughs> this one is absolutely a rom com, right? It's just like yes. a t- t- yes, time. That one. I like, think they should make an Aquaman movie that's like an old 1960s beach movie <laughs> with just Aquaman <laughs> in it. Mostly right. teens, mostly teens in demure bikinis, but partially Aquaman. It's it's like Aquaman joins the like recreational beach v- v- volleyball t- team and it's it's a sports it's a sports movie. Yes, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, where's our first superhero sports movie? It's it's mostly about Victor Stone playing football and at the end he does like some cyborg stuff. <laughs> to be honest, that'd be kind of cool. Like yeah, I'd love a normal that. football movie for ninety minutes, and then he gets into a car crash, and his dad rebuilds it with robot Victor, parts. <laughs> we must send you with apocalyptic <laughs> technology. You're just like, what? Where did this come from? <laughs> I would love this. I need like a new original superhero story that is a normal slice of life teen movie for it's ninety like, minutes and drops it in at the end. It's a whole trilogy, right? Of of all uh, of that stuff, and it's not until the end that he, they get tur- tur- turned into the superhero. <laughs> oh, a whole setup trilogy. Yeah. God, that'd be, <laughs> that that'd be interesting. I, I I I mean, I guess arguably you could say the Josh Trank Fantastic Four is kind of like that. Right. No. From what I hear. Right. Because it's not it's not really no, they, till the end of the film that they like show up and do like super heroic stuff. OK. But they do have the accident. No. They have the accident fairly early on. They are them. They are there the individual Fantastic Four. But they don't team up to fight Dr. Doom gotcha. until the end of the movie. It is five minutes from the end before you see the Fantastic Four gathered as a group they spend the whole movie separated i gotcha but yeah i mean just like a, a whole movie that is like a legal drama with like matt murdoch and foggy nelson <laughs> and she hulk and like just no superhero alex it's all it's all you just, just know that's who it is j- j- yes drama. i yeah. like this that'd be that'd be fat. like i i think they really do need to lean into to that because then when they do the like avengers style t- team ups they could just do the most big bombastic popcorn yeah flick j- just all action all the t- time and like you care about these characters because you've dived so much into these like 
everyday life stories of these i don't know i i'm i'm sure it wouldn't play well all the time like you still do need some like let's just do a superhero movie with she hulk right and she fights red yeah. hulk or she fights titania or, or something right but yeah just I, I i would love to see them take more chances with genres just go, mm. go deep in those genres I feel, for I, sure i feel like we talk about this once a year I, we, we have to, <laughs> or they still we're gonna do continue it. to they still yeah. don't do until they listen to me right our until we get here. our first superhero musical once a year we'll gather we'll reconvene we'll we'll imagine we'll brainstorm take this with a grain of salt because i don't remember who tweeted it out or how Uh true it might be i did see something on twitter that said like like fan footage of paul rudd on set looks like he's doing bits of a musical (laughs) quantum mania so i don't know how true that is but if there's a universe they go to that has them singing all the time or maybe he's just in the lab with headphones on right and like doing some musical thing i don't know who knows um but you never know especially with a name like quantum mania right maybe king sings i'd love that Maybe, yeah, there's the Kang magician that was like, and you shall now sing. Uh-huh. I, I, I think know. he needs <laughs> a powerful villain number, like a poor, unfortunate souls or a be uh, prepared. Yeah, I was about to say a be prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> Give it to us. We're, we're ready. I'll pay yeah. extra. Indeed, indeed. Um. Well, let's take a quick break for housekeeping. And when we come back, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll continue this train of long delayed movies or movies that took a long time to make. Uh, so we will be mm-hmm. right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. We are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters, especially those at the $5 tier. So thank you to Sam for supporting us so long. Thanks, Sam. I know we're usually live streaming these. We're not on this one because Twitch and OBS is being funky 
and not letting me do all of that stuff. So I ain't got to figure that stuff out. But thank you for supporting us nonetheless. Yeah. Um, we appreciate it a lot. Sam, we miss your presence. <laughs> we, keep, we keep you in our hearts. Indeed. Um, cool things that we've been up to here at the Whatnots. Uh, I can say what we've been up to on the review show. Melissa, you and I yes. just recorded a, 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 a whole podcast on the Black Swan. Um, mm-hmm. you, you, you gave me a thing of uh, Oscar nominees, Oscar winners uh, for this one here. Natalie Portman won Best Lead Actress. Uh, mm-hmm. This is one that I hadn't seen yet and had been meaning to get to for a long yeah. t- t- time. And I enjoyed it a lot. So go check out our review of mm-hmm. Black Swan. Um, again, all the stuff from last week, Batman week, Batman year in, in my, my heart, Batman life. Um, good stuff there. We did a bunch of Riddler's Riddles here on the Captain's Log last week. You guys should go check that stuff out because that was a lot of fun. Uh, we did our spoiler cast for The Batman on the Reactor Core. Uh, and of course, we did Batman Court of Owls on the review show. Uh, so plenty of Batman stuff uh, for you all. Um, also on the reactor core, we did a trailer reaction for the brand new Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Um, yeah. The, the teaser trailer for that show, which is coming out in a few months here. Um, so it won't be long. End of May. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, we got Moon Knight first. That's what's up next. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think that is about all the housekeeping for now. So let's get into in, this thing. I, I so as I was thinking about the flash, I was like, man, how like this movie has been delayed so much. What mm. is the movie or what are the movies that took the longest to make all that? Yeah, just like whether it was they were delayed or they had production issues or this or that. And I was looking some stuff up and I found two articles, um, one more recent from four months ago and then one from 2017. And then I also Mm. looked up, I have a Wikipedia article with with a list of films with the longest uh, production time. Mm-hmm. And th- they all give different answers. I don't think the like listicles that I found are like the definitive like these are the longest ones of all time. It's just say, hey, these are like ones with really long times. And I kind of scoffed at a bunch of them because it was like this one took four years to make. And I was like, that's oh, right. Kind of normal. Yeah, like, it's, it's maybe yeah, a little slow, just, but that's yeah about average um but yeah they i mean they have ones on here from like uh they have the fall from 2006 it says it took over four years to complete right wow um beautiful film you gotta put a lot of time into that yeah there's another one called samsara uh looks like a bollywood film that shot in 25 different countries took five years to finish like this like it makes like five years that's a long time sure yeah but i don't know like that's not really what i was like 
from from 2013 when they first started talking about the flash here we are in 2022 it's nine years right and it's still not out yet well you remember our our fiendish friend artemis fowl and how when we first picked picked up those books in like the year 2000 2001 there's a little page in the back that says, did you solve the magic fairy puzzle? Right. If yeah. so, you could win a walk-on role in the upcoming Artemis Fowl movie. Uh, and then this movie was a development mystery for a long time. Eventually, yeah. Disney a- acquired the, the publisher, became a Disney project. They filmed it. It was delayed a couple times and then quietly put on Disney Plus in like May 2020. To, yeah. to the excitement then, um, of maybe only us. Right. <laughs> and even then, we, we were both like, well, it's not a great movie, but it's like we had fun. Like it, we, we, we enjoyed this. It is we a finally movie. got to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I will always the requirements take. for movie. <laughs> exactly. It happened. <laughs> and to me, that's the success story. Even if a movie gets out of development hell looking worse for the wear. It got yeah. out of hell. Yeah. Um, which the Wikipedia thing that I, I have here does not even mention that one. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering <laughs> if that's a case of like it wasn't truly in development yeah. until the one that they actually released got started. And, you know, mm. and that one was like that took like two, two or three years to make. So mm. I don't know. Um, but. Wikipedia has some interesting ones here. The longest number I was let me ask you this. Melissa, what do you think the longest number of years for production uh, a movie has clocked in has gotten according to this Wikipedia thing here? There's a movie I know of that has been in production for 40 years but it's animated. So I don't know if the list you're looking at includes animated and live action. It has some animated stuff on here. Um, Thief and the Cobbler is an infamous one that took like 29 years to get any sort of release. Correct. The work began in 1964 and was finished in 1933 for the Thief and the Cobbler. That like 1933. It was finished. Did I say 1933? (laughs) They had to invent time travel and then go back in time and finish it. That's how long it took before before they even started it. Right. Um. No, but like that makes me inter- interested now. Like I kind of want to go watch The Thief and the Cobbler to be like, okay, what is okay. this movie? Do you know anything about The Thief and the Cobbler? I don't. Mm-mm, no. Okay. This was the passion project of animator Richard Williams, who directed, he was the animation director for the cartoon half of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He's okay. had a, a, a rich history in the, in the medium. And this was his passion project. It's sort of an Arabian Nights sort of tale where a simple cobbler falls in love with this princess, but like her her dad's royal advisor wants to marry her and he tries to get the cobbler out of the way. And he would take odd jobs to work on this. He'd do like commercials or animated film, you know, intro credit sequences to pay for this thing. Would work on it whenever he had filming, whenever he had funding. 
and it That's is kind of wild. incredibly detailed. Like there's like huge shots that like zoom out of one little, you know, one little room out of a window out through this entire city and it's all hand drawn. Yeah. And at some point, I think in 1993, he didn't finish it. The production was sort of taken away from him. Like, like whoever his investors, his funders were, were like, you, you aren't finishing this in an efficient manner. Like, just get it done. We don't care how detailed it is. Just do it. I gotcha. And so it was, yeah. I, and it was released like twice. It is, a, it's a super, it's a very quiet, thoughtful movie. Like the main character doesn't speak. There's not a lot of dialogue in it. And there were versions that had like dialogue added to it, just dubbed over it, even when clearly that character's mouth isn't moving. They added songs. There was one version released as, I think, The Princess and the Cobbler, and one version released as Arabian Night with a K. Uh, like two different they, studios they got like direct to video releases of it. <laughs> yeah, the only night there ever has been Batman. He originated the term. <laughs> Yep. But if you go on YouTube, <laughs> you should be able to find something called The Thief and the Cobbler, The Recobbled Cut, which is as close as it can be to Richard Williams' original vision, including things like storyboards and animatics that were not finished. It's a stunning piece of yeah. work. It, it's not much of a story. It's not super consistent, but visually, an absolute feat. I... I wonder if sometime on the review show we could do like a, a week or two with a theme of let's watch unfinished things like things that like truly never really got finished or released or stuff like that or like the like stuff like that where they had to use the story words mm -hmm. to finish it or this or that like I, I think that'd be interesting yeah. to, to, to do something like that. But yes, that one, The Thief and the Cobbler, uh, is at 29 years. Um, Can I mention this 40-year film I was talking about? Yes, go for this, it. Uh, this is a video I learned about. From, uh, this is a video from the YouTube channel Atrocity Guide, which is a channel okay, that covers mis mysteries and sort of strange, bizarre stories. It'll pick one and then tell it to you in like a lot of detail. These are these needy sure. like do you know, minimum 20 minute long like good deep dive videos and this channel put out a video called the animators who've spent 40 years on a single film and it's these two russian animators they are a married couple it's yuri norstein and francesca yarbusova uh, and they've got a, a strong history in animation like some of the finest pieces of animation that have come out of russia they do this beautiful, like hand drawn, hand drawn and layered effect. Like it's not like sheets of drawings. It's they draw and then they move the pieces with the drawings on them around, almost like it's stop motion. It's a okay. sort of like paper, like illustrated stop motion thing. It's really unique. And for forty years, they've been working on a adaptation of a Russian short short story called The Overcoat about this yes. you know this poor older working man who's been working his whole life he 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 buys himself like a new overcoat finally after saving up this money and then it like changes who he is people look at him differently now that he has this nice overcoat 
uh, and it kind of affects his life maybe for the worse. <laughs> yeah. But they've been and they've been working on it. it. I think this was another project, if I'm remembering correctly, that like n- never had consistent funding. It was start and stop. And after a while, they just start. They've been doing the entire thing by themselves out of their house. <laughs> and they realize yeah. We're never going to finish this. We will die before this is finished with the amount of detail and and craft and time that goes into this. And the fact that it's just two of us and and maybe some assistance sometimes. And it's the sort of sad but beautiful story of creation just for the sake of creation, knowing that you will be unable to create a complete, cohesive work. Yeah. That one, uh, according to this Wikipedia thing, is currently at 41 years in production. Uh, Of course, the release date to be determined. So this could go on and on and on for quite a while. Uh, Mm. The Overcoat is currently in the number two spot for the longest production. Do you want to take a guess at the number of years uh, for the number one spot? Okay. Is this a movie that is yet to be released? Uh, no, it came out in 2018. 2018, golly. Oh, is this um, is this Terry Gilliam's Don Quixote? I don't know how long that actually took, but I know it was up there. It is not. Um, I don't know. I'm scrolling down this list here. I don't see Don Quixote. On this list, I that's the thing. I don't know how complete or extensive this list yeah. is. This is just. Yeah. Here's a list on Wikipedia. Um, but no, I'll, it is. Not I don't know. I'll probably theory. know it once you say so. It. This is a movie called The Other Side of the Wind. Um, it is. I have the Wikipedia yes. page for that. Yes. One pulled up to. Yeah. Uh, this is a film directed, co-written, and co-produced, and co-edited by Orson Welles. Uh, yes, it was released I do in 2018. After more than 40 years in development, Wikipedia lists it at 48 years in development. Um, God, and th- so uh, apparently shooting began in 1970. This was intended to be Orson Welles's come back to hollywood um and i yeah i i guess just on again off again they've been shooting it they've been making this there's a film within a film in this <gasps> movie uh they apparently i i think it got released on netflix yeah it's it's distributed by netflix um mm. so i i assume it's still on there but that makes me so interested to go yeah watch this and go check it out um especially after i think because last year i did that double feature of citizen kane and mank uh and yeah. they were both phenomenal um but yeah like that like it, knowing how how much i liked both of those and then to be like it took 48 years to make what the fuck yeah. like i i kind of want to go watch this now and i if i remember correctly it's a story where like footage was 
lost and, and and he died before the thing like was done being edited and it took a long time to like get all of his footage back together again and edit it into what people believed he would have wanted. Yeah. I, I don't know for sure. Um, it says, despite his death in 1985, filming was completed and several attempts were made at reconstructing the unfinished film. In 2014, the rights were acquired by Royal Road and the project was overseen by uh, Bogdanovich and producer Frank Marshall. Um, mm. It had its world premiere at the 75th Venice International Film Festival on August 31st 2018 and was released on november 2nd 2018 by netflix to critical praise accompanied by a doc by a documentary they'll love me when i'm dead Ooh, this would be an interesting review show we take one week where we watch a movie that has a famously tumultuous backstory and also has a documentary about it like we could watch uh, the Island of Dr. Moreau and then make that documentary then watch that documentary about how disastrous it was to make the Island of Dr. Moreau. It's called like Island of Lost yeah. Souls or something. Interesting. Yeah. We could watch that, The that, Emperor's that, that, New Groove and theme. The Sweatbox. The Emperor's New Groove was a movie that had a it started out very differently. It was going to be more of a, a prince and a pauper tale. Uh, still sat in the same like sort of ancient the, the Mayan world. I don't know if I've got that exactly correct, but it was around that time, around that area. It was going to be more of a sincere, like uh, sort of a, a fairy tale approach, a bit more dramatic. It was all. It was going to be a full musical, and over time, it just got it changed and and warped, and it, it became the Emperor's New Groove, a movie that. You know, people love it's a it's lot of, of fun. Favorites. Yeah, it's but great. it is like a very silly, fun romp. And it started out as something like a lot more serious. And there's a documentary it used to be on YouTube called the the sweat box. And the sweat box was the term for uh, this theater space within Walt Disney animation where you would all go and sit in the room and you would watch the rough cuts of the animation that you were working on. And I guess yeah. either the room wasn't ventilated very well, or they called it the sweat box just because you were so nervous about what, you know, th- these producers were thinking of the work that you were doing. Wild. I had no idea. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that. Interesting. <laughs> Because, yeah, that's like that and a goofy movie are my two favorite Disney mm-hmm. movies. Man, yeah, that, that would be a good theme, a movie and like a documentary about what it was like to make it or something like Mank, where it's like, hey, here's a dramatization yeah. of what it was like to make that um, yeah, or we would, both would buy a, we both get like a physical copy of the movie, and we talk about the movie and all its special features and commentary and behind the scenes featurettes. That'd be neat. That'd be neat. We'll have to figure yeah. that out at some point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Forty eight years. That's kind of wild. I. I don't. I don't know. Like. 
I, I, I see myself sticking with the podcast, right? For a, for a long time. But man, 48 years? I, I don't. Oh I don't my know God. If I do that. We would just have to loop it. We'd, we'd loop the thing over and over again. It's like, yeah, we're, we're 60 years old. And it's like, we're, we're going to talk about Mr. Robot for a third time. Remember that old TV show, Mr. Robot? It was great. Good times. <laughs> uh, Melissa, you've been yeah. uh, interested in the Oscars and stuff like this, that recently. Th- this year I have. I've, I've had a, a passing interest in them most years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like movies, but I don't always get to see. I don't always get out and see like the most prestigious ones. But this year, mainly because we'd watched the power of the dog on the review right. show, and then that got twelve nominations. It's really sweeping the board there. I, I got interested in the Oscars this year, and I it made it a point to watch as many of the nominated films as I can. Go. and good stuff yeah because i'd already seen some of them like i think before they even announced the nom the nominees like i'd seen power of the dog i'd seen dune uh, i'd seen yep. nightmare alley that one yep. i did go out and I've see with three. the interest of yeah with the interest of it being oh guillermo del toro's previous film won best picture there'll probably be some buzz about this let me make sure i go out and see it now when it's in theaters and it's not a movie i go catch up with later yeah, I want to be on top yeah. of the game. I don't know if I'll I'll do this ever again. I don't know if I'll do this next year, but this year, Oscars are my jam inexplicably. So uh, I right now I am at I've seen six out of the 10 best picture nominees. OK. Yeah, I've now seen uh, I watched Coda today. I watched oh, Drive My I've... Car earlier this week. I think I've heard it is Coda a crime movie. No, 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 not not remotely. I don't know what you're thinking of. Coda, it's an acronym. It stands for child of deaf adults. And it is about this teenage girl who is the only person in her family who can hear her her parents and her older brother are all deaf. They have a small family uh, fishing boat together. Uh, and it's about her realizing that she really loves to sing. And she's always been uncertain about it because there's nobody around her who can hear her sing to tell her if she's good at it or not. But yeah. she joins the school choir and then the choir teacher says, you could be really good. You could get into the Berkeley School of Music if, you, if you'll train with me. I could get you ready for an audition. And it's about the conflict between her wanting to go off to music school and the fact that her family needs her there to be the one person in the family who can hear and speak and communicate with the outside world. Yeah. I watched it today with my folks. It's more fun than it sounds. I, I was hesitant to watch it at first. I think just because the poster is mostly in blue tones and that made me think it would be sad. And it's, it's touching, but it's not sad. It's actually a pretty good time. Okay. Fair enough. Check out Coda. That was nominated for Best Picture, and the dad was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And it's it's a great performance. It's really funny. That's exciting. 
I've seen that. Uh, I mentioned Don't Look Up, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog. I watched Steven Spielberg's West Side Story earlier this week. Okay. Beautiful. I mean, it's what it's West Side Story. It is what you remember, just with a couple, a couple touch-ups and and reinventions from sure. screenwriter uh, uh, Tony Kushner. I want to say his name is guy who wrote Angels in America, which I love. Beautiful, just shot so well. Lovely cast, you know, costumed beautifully. A visual treat, a visual visual and audio treat. Enjoy yourself, a West Side Story. And I want you to drive my car. Have you heard of this movie? I have not. No. Okay. This is a movie from uh, Japan, I believe. And it's nominated for Best Picture and for Best International Picture and for Best Director. This is three hours long. And it's got a Bring back a intermissions. Weird... <laughs> Bring them back, please. I'm all, and this is a, all the way down for long movies, but let's bring those intermissions back. Right, right. This is a movie with a weird structure to it. It has like a 40 minute prologue and the, the credits start 40 minutes into the movie, Kyle. Interesting. It, I, the movie I starts like with that, though. Right. This like long drawn out. Did, yeah. Um, did you ever see the on Netflix or the 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 OAA? I'm not sure how to. I have not. They do something similar where like, yeah, instead of the title card, like up at the front of the show, like, a you know, it gives you that like two minute stinger as the like starring this. Yeah. Like they hold all of that until the end and it. Ends with like the title card, and it's just that's like, nice. That was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Drive my car starts with this married couple. The husband is an actor, and the wife is a writer. Or it seems like she works at a TV studio, but I, I think the HBO Max movie description says she's a playwright, so maybe she writes plays okay. for filming and broadcast. I'm not sure. Uh. But he she, he finds out she's cheating on him with one of these like you know young heartthrob actors who's in one of her productions, and then she dies and she dies, she <laughs> she dies. Uh, and when the last thing she left him with is that her husband was preparing to play the lead role in Anton um, Chekhov's play Uncle Vanya, so she left him with a tape of her reading all the other lines with a pause in between so that he could practice his lines against this recording of her. And he would drive around town and like, while then listen to this and practice all his lines in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opening credits two years later, he is going to a theater festival where he's going to direct a production of uncle Vanya. And he gets to the, this town for this festival and the festival organizers say, we had an incident several years ago where another artist in residence, like yourself, uh, got into a car accident and hit somebody. So now we have a rule that all our artists in residence will be provided a driver. You won't be allowed to drive yourself. So that's where the title comes in. Drive my car. Okay. It's about him bonding with this young lady who is his, his chauffeur driving his car around, listening to his tape of his deceased wife reading half the dialogue for uncle vanya with awkward pauses in between 
what a weird but, and strange like idea for a movie right that's that's someone was just like that's what i want to make yeah interesting think, that's so cool. i think it's based off a, a murakami book i think it's also nominated for for best adapted screenplay but a cool. lot of the movie is spent on the play he's producing uh and his, this production of uncle vanya which i read in college i forget what it's about it's a Chekhov play. It's like sad, struggling Russian people, but they're they're a family, and they find ways to have happiness and whimsy. Sometimes a gun is gotcha. appears in the first act and goes off by the third There's act. You know, yeah. classic Chekhov stuff, right? <laughs> and this production he's directing, he has cast people from all across different parts of Asia. And they'll all be doing the dialogue in their own native language. So we've got actors within, mm. you know, this play within the movie who are speaking cool. Japanese or Chinese or, or Mandarin or, or Korean. One actress speaks sign language Korean. And he, they'll all learn and perform their own parts in their own language. And not all the other actors are going to know what that language is. So they just learn the sort of the beats and the pattern of what it is the that the cues. other person is saying. Yeah. yeah, and like they know the script, they know what the words are, but they don't know each specific word that their, you know, their their co-star says and like what word that translates to in the script. And it's about him exploring that space and you just watch the auditions, you watch them rehearse, you watch them perform and which is kind of a, a separate part of the movie than the subplot with him and the chauffeur. There's one scene where he does invite the chauffeur to, to come in and watch one of the rehearsals. And there's one, the young actor that his wife was cheating on him with at the beginning of the movie, he shows up, he auditions for this play and this man casts Ooh, man. him to play uncle Vanya. You know, they, the role that would be against this old cassette tape of his, that's all he's left of his deceased wife. There's a lot going on, but it's a very simple, straightforward movie that's just got a lot of different layers to it. Shot beautifully, huh. lovely music. I was surprised at how captivated I was for all three solid hours of this film. Some, sometimes movies just hit you like that, where yeah. like, you don't expect to be like, but you're just like... I. I'm captivated. Like, tell me more. What happens with this play? Like, yeah. How do they figure all of this stuff out to know their line? And it's just simple stuff, right? And you're just like, I something about it is is just like it's so out there or so eclectic or it's just like it's shot beautifully or something. Who knows? But movies are magic. They are. Did I tell you about the tragedy of Macbeth? Uh, you, I don't think you've really mentioned it on the show, but I've recently seen some advertisements uh, for it and some, some st st stills, and it looks incredible. Yes. Uh, this didn't get nominated for Best Picture, but it's nominated for Cinematography, Production Design, and Denzel Washington as lead actor, right, Macbeth yeah. himself. And it's, it's Macbeth, you know, like from Shakespeare. It's directed by Joel Cohen of The Cohen Brothers, his first solo mm -hmm. feature film. And it's shot, it's designed to be like this incredibly stark, surreal black and white landscape. And everything feels like looking. it's almost, yeah, it's wild. Because every time they leave the castle, 
it's super foggy out there and might as well be the mist. And then they go inside the castle and it's like, here it is a sunny day because there's like a big sort of like tower with like an opening, like a courtyard that goes down Mm -hmm. into the middle of the castle, right? And it is the sharpest, highest contrast shadows in there. There's no diffuse lighting. You go out in the world, everything's foggy. You're in the castle. Everything is stark. It is quite white or like deep blacks. Yeah, it looks almost like an episode of Twilight Zone sometimes. It reminds me of the mysteries of Harris Burdick, those old illustrations, if you're familiar with with them. Mm -mm. Look these up. It was a, a book. I want to say by Chris Van Allsburg, who did Jumanji and uh, the Polar Express. And the conceit of this book is that this is a story that Chris Van Allsburg has heard from his publisher that one day this illustrator came into the publisher and said, I've got a book I want to publish. It's all this collection of short stories. For each short story, I have this beautiful pencil illustration. You said it was the, the, the mysteries of Harris Burdick, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're going to okay, see a okay, bunch cool, of black cool. and white drawings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just wanted and to make sure I got the right thing here. So supposedly Harris Burdick you know, brought the stuff into the publisher and the publisher's like, I don't know. And the Harris Burdick's like, OK, I'll leave these with you. I'll leave you the illustrations. And each illustration has a title. Uh, it's got the title of the short story with it and then a caption for the, the illustration. I'll come back later with the actual short stories. You know, I'll let, I'll let you think on these for a while. And then the man never came back and he disappeared. And we've got these 12 illustrations. Nobody knows what the story is supposed to go with them. This was something that my sixth grade class had a unit on. Like we looked at these illustrations. Our teacher had us imagine, what is the short story? You write it. And there are all these beautiful, eerie illustrations where it's like a man uh, in his living room, and there's like Holding a bump a under his carpet. Right. He's, yeah, yeah, and there's and like a like lamp halfway knocked it. over, and he's holding a chair, and he's going to smash whatever the bump is. Or there's like a, a kid going downstairs, and there's a tiny little door in the wall of their, their basement. Where here's, there's, here's there's one uh, I'm a nun. At. It looks like, yeah, the, the nun that's on this chair that's like just floating yeah. in the middle of this yeah. cathedral, and then there's these. Two, two, two nuns just like calmly looking up and it's like uh yeah cindy this is the third She's time today get sister down cindy right <laughs> she's just floating on like a plain wooden chair like 30 feet in the air and i think that it's from a short story titled the seven chairs or whatever and the caption for the figure just says the sixth one ended up in france and like when I watched the tragedy of Macbeth, it made me feel like I was when I was like 12 these. years old looking at all these illustrations and wondering what the heck they were supposed to mean. Yeah. Interesting. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Check out lots of good stuff this year. I've been trying to watch some Best Picture nominees, trying to watch various like acting nominees. Uh, I watched Tick, Tick, Boom for Andrew Garfield. I watched uh, Spencer for Kristen Stewart, uh, The Lost Daughter for Olivia Coleman as lead actor, and Jesse Buckley as supporting actress. I'm going to go, there's some of them that aren't, I, I can't get to yet without paying like 20 bucks to rent them. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to wait. Oscars aren't for like another two weeks. So I'm going to see if you know, Belfast and, and King Richard and Licorice Pizza hit anywhere where I can watch them for cheap. I might have seen King, King Richard, Richard at like my local red box. HBO? It was a, on HBO Max for the first month when it was oh. in theaters. Okay. It was one of yeah, those yeah. deals. And it hasn't been added back yet. But I think I saw it at my local like physical red box at my grocery store. So maybe I, I could you. rent it there. Okay. Okay. But yeah. Well, I'm on, I, I'm on a journey to the Oscars. I look forward to it this year again. Will I do this next year? Who can say? I don't know. Maybe this is the true power of the dog. It's to get me maybe, interested in the Oscars for the year it's happening. Maybe it gets you into this thing where like every year you like do a deep dive on a different category. Like this year, I'm oh, yeah. going to watch all of the like Oscar nominees for best makeup. Right. And yeah, that's, like, that'd be fun. Just the ones you just know one watch, category right? very well. Yeah. I think yeah. right now the only categories where I've seen everything are cinematography and production design. Because I think those categories okay. are the same nominees. And it's, um, uh, where is it? Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, Macbeth, and West Side Story. It's all beautiful. I gotcha. I gotcha. Man, I don't know. So when you started this conversation i i was trying to think there was this one movie that i saw that in my head i was like you know what i should probably watch that soon when you mentioned coda but it's not i i now i, I just yeah i don't, I don't know, know what this crime movie is you're thinking of i have no idea either i'm it, i just like is, I, it, is I, it kimmy no it's not the it's not that one Cause I I know that that's the HBO Max one where she witnesses the yeah. the cr- crime. Yeah. yeah, that's not that's not that one. It it had this like yellow and blue poster. It looked like there was some like ripped paper designs on it. It was like it was a one word. They I don't know, but that's <laughs> when you said the word. It, I was just like, oh, it's that one. And then we we're like, mm, no, no, not oh, well. not at all. Uh, wow, what, what also, is this? There's another one. Let's see here. Uh, You're going to have to tell me whenever you figure out what that movie is. Another movie that I've wanted to watch recently is this Nicolas Cage movie, Pig. Yeah. Uh, have you seen I've heard good things about this? Pig. I haven't seen it yet. I've seen some other recent yeah. Cage oddities like Color Out of Space and Mandy and um, the yeah. Willy's Wonderland, but I've not yet gotten to pick. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested in some stuff like that. So who knows? But uh, we brought this up a couple of weeks of ago. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, a ahead. couple of weeks ago, we talked about how we'll need to do like some cage stuff on the review show because we've oh, yeah. never encountered him over there. So it's up to you if you want to give me some actual pitches or you want me to give you some pitches or we just decide we're doing both the National Treasure movies for for the July. We can just decide that. Just put it on the calendar. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm in the process of moving, so I haven't really been watching all that much and I'm not making any progress on that stuff. So mm-hmm. Oh well, but uh, soon, 
soon, I'm sure I will be making a lot more progress on all that stuff. So mm. there you go. But uh, I think that about wraps us up for this week on the captain's log. Um, I just mentioned I'm moving next week. We should be fine in terms of recording uh, all that stuff. I don't know what my schedule is going to be exactly. I know my roommates kind of want to do a going away party for me. It's also closer to another one of my roommates birthdays. So we might do some stuff there. We might move things around just a little bit. We're not sure. Um, but after that, kind of playing it by ear. I know that the weekend that I do move the 25th and 26th, not going to have access to my computer. I'm traveling, mm. all, the, all that stuff. Um, so we're playing it by ear. We might just take the week off at, at least, but we might have to do uh, like an audio only thing that 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 next week or for both of those weeks for whatever we decide to do. So just be aware of all of that. Uh, but that is about it for now for this week. So, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Wilkywit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Yeah. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. And if you guys want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. You guys know the deal with that. Help us spread the word. That would be great. And we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.